when the Cincinnati Reds are getting big contributions from Luke Weaver, you know things are going well for America's team as we celebrate America's birthday. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on reds we are young we are hip and we are full of fresca just like joey Votto said we should be thanks for making locked on reds your first listen of the day we are part of the locked on podcast network and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms i'm your host steven offenbaker alongside my guy jeff carr over there and we are diehard baseball fans we have a passion for the cincinnati reds we have taken our love of the game and our passion for baseball we have turned that passion into information for you. We want to thank those of you who are everydayers. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for being here. We want to hear from you because we love talking baseball and we love talking baseball with you. Get in that comment section today. On today's podcast, Jeff and I are going to talk about Joey Votto once again coming up big. Once again, being the difference maker. Again, some of you should be ashamed of yourselves out there. We're also going to dive into Luke Weaver's latest start and ask ourselves a very important question. Can we expect more? Then we're going to take a look at a wasted roster spot on the Reds 26-man active roster. You know where we're going with this one, folks. And I will get into my hot take uh, that has been met with some heated pushback on social media, especially over on Twitter. We got a lot to cover today, Jeff. Let's get right into this with uh, last night's win against the Washington Nationals. There were a few times where it wasn't as pretty as it could have been, but at the end of the day, the Reds did what they needed to do. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They went into Washington and won a game with some help from the, the veteran in Joey Votto, uh, the guy that a lot of people have been trying to discount and really a halfway decent start. Oh man, that hurt me. A halfway <laughs> decent start from Luke Weaver. Well, and you, you said veteran when you referred to Joey Votto, uh, the Reds said veteran when they referred to Luke Weaver as well. Uh, but when it comes to this game, they got great contributions from two guys in various stages of how worried are we about this player? And they both came through. I mean, Luke Weaver, his last start when he gave up four runs in the first inning, I was just like, get him out of here. We're done. You know, player X on the waiver wire is probably better than Luke Weaver at this point, but he is now coming off of what it what was that. So four innings after those four runs, he didn't allow a run. And then he only allowed one run today. So that's nine innings of one run allowed. Look, I, I, I think that we can kind of take away specifically for him in this start against the Nationals. This is probably the best that we can hope for out of him. And, and there's multiple reasons for that. But I think a lot of it was the catalyst, the fact that he got out of the first inning without really giving up a lot of damage. And he was asked that after the game, what was different about the first inning against the Nationals as opposed to first innings in, in previous starts? It's easy to try to change and do things. I just, at the end of the day, I just feel like it's just the game of baseball that just adds a compilation of things that some are out of your control, some are in your control, and I try to focus on the things that do control. 
um, whether that be a walk or you know a mislocation or whatever you may have. But I just try to give myself more time out there. Just try to be more immersed into the atmosphere uh, early before I get on the mound and the bullpen and just kind of soak it in and allow myself not to feel rushed. I felt like I was rushing a little bit and maybe just compacting a little bit on the mound. And uh, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you, you give up a. A chop single, a bloop single, and then you give up a, a big hit. Like it's just how baseball works, and it's about limiting it. So the first start to the first hitter today was like, all right, do not let this become something. And I think that was the step forward that felt good to get off the mound and be like, oh, hands to the sky. Yeah, Luke Weaver's in denial. Um, first of all, <laughs> he was playing the Washington Nationals. Second of all, I want to correct something you said before the clip. Uh, Luke Weaver was charged with two runs, charged oh, with both runs. runs in the game, uh, because we're going to talk about that here in a minute when we talk about the bullpen and and how it did exactly what was expected of it and what it needed to do in this game versus the Nationals. Here's the thing with Luke Weaver. I mean, I, I hear him trying to say the right things, and I hear him trying to find a positive and talk about a step forward. The step forward is he luckily came up with a turn in the rotation against the Washington Nationals. Now, look, there are teams in baseball right now that are worse than the Nationals. They, they have at times been sneaky good. They have at times played sneaky well. Uh, but this is a game you expect no matter who the Reds start to, to have a chance to to win this game because they're just not going to put 15 runs on the board against the Reds. It's not going to happen. So no. I, I, I hear Luke Weaver, but let's let's keep it in perspective. Let's not get carried away because the, the real story of this game uh, is a veteran, but it's not veteran Luke Weaver. It's veteran Joey Votto. It is definitely veteran Joey Votto because there's a lot of people coming into this and we've seen them in the comment section. I've seen different responses from people that are saying, is it time to take Joey out of the lineup? And uh, to that, I would respond with, tell me you haven't watched Joey Votto play baseball all his career without telling me you haven't watched Joey Votto play baseball all his career. He's a notorious slow starter. And by slow starter, I mean like give him a couple of weeks and he's going to be absolutely fine. And I think the problem here is people want to ascribe to him that he's going to be hitting 300 right out of the gate. He's going to have a 500 slugging percentage right out of the gate, and he's not going to be making any outs right out of the gate. You're talking about a dude that had his arm rebuilt in, in the sense, like muscularly a little bit. I, I, I exaggerate slightly there, but those are pretty big surgery. So there's an element of just getting back to baseball activity, and we still see the power. We still see the pop. He's still putting the ball in play. I found this interesting, though, because in the postgame, they asked him about, you know, this is your first hit in a while. You had kind of a slump going on there. Uh, how worried were you before you hit that home run? Uh, the only th the only thing that's bothered me so far is is the uptick in strikeouts, but that's not going to last. I, I'm, I've got the the skill and um, I have the the ability and I'm at the health to be able to control that. And uh, I, I can say with some confidence that that'll go down. A, and once that kind of gets into a certain range, then everything kind of falls into place. I trust my my ball and play skills. You know, I. I I like the first swing of the game. I like that I put balls in play today. Um, you know, I, I'm not terribly concerned. As long as I keep that, the strikeouts to a certain level, I think that that's going to be as tied to my success uh, individually as, as, as anything. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep working towards that. He said something important there. He said, 
I have confidence in my ability to do this. I have confidence that when we get down to the nitty gritty and the stretch run for the playoffs, he is going to be a reason that people pick the Reds, not an exception. Listen, when we talked about his return, Jeff, we we talked about reasonable expectations. You and I did a whole episode on what we thought was was you know not what we wanted to see, but what was possible. And in that interview or in that show, I said. Joey Votto at an OPS plus of 100 or better, I felt like was a win. If he could be a 100 league average player this season, I would accept that and feel like he was contributing to this team. Well, let's talk about where he is right now. He's had a streaky start, some great games, some not so great games. Before last night's game, now uh, baseball reference has not updated with yesterday's stats just yet uh, at the time of our recording, but before yesterday's game, He's at 84, so he's 16% below league average right now, and he's just getting started. You can still swing, see that his swing is just starting to come along, that he's just starting to get a little bit more comfortable and figure it out, and he's just starting to figure out what it is that his place on this team is. I have no doubt in my mind that Joey Votto is going to give us at least a 100 OPS plus for season 2023. I have no doubt about it. And if he does that, that's a win. And he's a contributor and batting low in this lineup with this young talent all around him. That's a team that can win baseball games. And that's the key here. I mean, what is Joey Votto to this lineup? Is he the straw that stirs the drink? Is he the guy that you absolutely need to perform night in and night out? No, no, nope. he's not the main dude. And that's fine. Like at this point in his career, like we're, we're talking about him at the same point in the career that, you know, the Tigers have been dealing with Miguel Cabrera and the fact that we don't have to rely on Joey Votto to be the main run producer and things like that. I, I think that's so key. It's just so important to me. And I think that that's for the reason that I'm not even that worried, like on a scale of one to 10, the O for 20 slump that he was going through that some people thought that he was done because of going over 20, my worry on a scale of one to 10 was a one in that I, I wish he would have had one or two more hits there. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right, Jeff. I, I think, I mean, I've, I'll tell you how far some people have gone and I'm not going to out anybody and, and put them on blast because I know that a lot of Reds country will rally around Joey. Uh, but I've had people direct message me saying, don't you think it's time the Reds consider cutting Joey Votto to free up a roster spot for CES? And they've lost their minds. They've absolutely <laughs> lost their minds. And I, I mean, don't think I wasn't tempted to screenshot oh one of these puppies and use them. But at the end of the day, I decided not to be that guy because you and I have a plan to get CES on this roster that we're going to get into here in a few minutes. Exactly. Because look, here's the deal when it comes to the Reds roster at this moment. Um, and I lost my place. There it is. It's time to end the three catcher experiment. We'll tell you why. And when we think the Reds will coming up next, before we get into that though, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. And that is FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to over-unders to who you think is going to be the first guy to hit a home run. In fact, fun fact, if you get the chance to hear this before the game starts, it's Dinger Tuesday. Great promo bet there. If you bet $25 on a player to hit a home run on Tuesday, then for every home run in the game by either team, you'll get 5 bucks back up to $25 plus you can even get if, if you get that bet right so check that out today for the Reds and Nationals game but the Reds are favored to win again today even with a guy who has pitched a grand total of 52 games in the minor leagues in the last four years four years 52 games minor leagues Brett Kennedy FanDuel still likes the Reds, has them at minus 124 on the money line. And you can do this all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Like I said, the Reds and Nationals get going early today as they're in our nation's capital for Independence Day. Uh, first pitch at 11.05. Uh, waking up early if you're in the central time zone or, you know, if you're in Hawaii. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going nope. to be early. <laughs> not, not a chance. Uh, it's going to be, uh, if you can't be at the ballpark for this, uh, by the way, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. That's a 5.05 a.m. <laughs> start time here on the that, big island of Hawaii. That, that coffee means, ain't that, even ready at that point. No, not a chance. <laughs> so early. Um, but thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is on our next show. It'll be on Thursday will be our next show. We're going to be off tomorrow. But we will tell you why the Reds don't need to trade anyone. Yeah, I know. That just disappointed a bunch of people. All right, so. Three's Wait, a crowd, Steve. Before you before you go there, I, I want to circle back to this Kennedy. What's his name? What Brett Kennedy. Name? Yeah. Brett Kennedy. I not just, John F. Not not, oh my yeah. God, not Bobby. Not you know Teddy. Bobby, not, Teddy. Not, oh, Jesus. Listen, you know, you know who things like this are the worst for? Just as an aside, because I it's late and you can't stop me. I wonder if our buddy Ken at Obscure X Reds over oh, on Twitter. Gosh has had to take out a second mortgage on his house <laughs> in order to buy. Listen, I wonder what's well, already got Alec Mills on his radar. We yeah. need to get Ken on the show and have him bring his wife with him because I want to know what the negotiations are like for the Jersey <laughs> purchasing budget. I want to know for, what, the, what's the ask back for him. For those of you who don't know, Ken is at obscure X reds on Twitter. He, he loves to talk about obscure former reds players so much so that if you ever see him walking around, if you ever see anyone, first off walking around great American ballpark in a Ryan LaVarnway Jersey, that's Ken. That's Ken. I've never seen anybody else wear a Ryan LaVarnway Jersey. Ken Huber has one. He's got a whole bunch of other good stuff there too, but on Twitter. No, but I, mean, I just know that Ken's probably like having to like cash in some stocks or something. I mean, all due respect and, and Brett Kennedy is a major leaguer. I am not, but Brett Kennedy has pitched 52 games in the last four seasons. You know, who's the happiest about Brett Kennedy being on the starting rotation roster right now? Luke Weaver. <laughs> 
because it's very <laughs> obvious Brett Kennedy is the next guy to go down, not Luke Weaver. All right. Speaking of next guy to uh, get cut, get traded, gets get sent off in some manner. It's time for the Reds to end this three catcher charade. And, and it's partially because CES has been ready. CES Christian Encarnacion strand has been ready for a long time. He should be up here. He should have been up here a while ago, but it's time to get his bat in the lineup. It's time to get him on the field with this team, partially because of that the other part for me is the resurgence over the last week or so of Tyler Stevenson. And the fact that Luke Maley continues to show me every single day that he can he can be uh, valuable in all aspects of the game. Now listen, the numbers don't lie, and you're absolutely right. Tyler Stevenson starting to look like the Tyler Stevenson we thought we were going to get. Thirty three homers to go. That's all we need. Yeah. You know, right <laughs> now, right now, Tyler Stevenson sits at. 89 OPS plus. So 11% below league average after a horrendous start really for him. Yes. Flash lines, 258, 334, 382. Now look, I'm not picking on Kurt Casale. If he was the second best catcher on this team, I'd be saying cut Luke, Luke Maley, send Luke Maley down, get him out of here. Mm -hmm. But he's not, because if you look at the, if you look at the statistics, these numbers don't lie. Luke Maley's OPS plus is 83. So he's only, 6% behind Tyler Stevenson right now. Those numbers won't hold, Jeff. There's going to be some separation there. I, I, I yes. feel it coming for Tyler Stevenson. But Luke Maley slash line, 230, 287, 414. Then you get to our guy, Kurt Casale. And I get it. He's helpful with the young pitchers. He's he's liked in the clubhouse. The coaching staff likes having him around. Well, then cut him and sign him as a coach. Because right now, Kurt Casale's yeah. slash line is 162, 287. And wait for this. This is not a mistake. This is the number. 162, 287, 189 for an OPS plus of 30. Yeah, <laughs> 30. So... Someone's got to go because if you want to replace that spot on the roster with a hitter that is doing it. Now I know CES has to prove it at the big league level, but he has proved that he can do it at triple a slash line of right. 321, 393, 625 right now in triple a level. You know what I don't know about CES is if he's a walking pop-up, you know what I know about Kirk Casale? He's a walking infield pop-up. Like that's what he's done the, the last, I can't even count how many games. Like that's what he has done mm -hmm. with just about every single at bat that he's had this season. And for the most part, at least he's not hitting into double plays, but it's just something to the point that I'm like, man, we got to move on from this. And I get it. Clubhouse guy, pitchers love him. Young pitchers, catchers ERA. He's really good defensively. Luke Bailey can be all those things. Tyler Stevenson can be all those things. That is what we say about a catcher that does not provide enough value is we, we start assigning him these other attributes that are kind of let's, let's just call it what they are. They're, they're not provable. They're not unprovable. You, you can't like disprove them, but there's also nothing to actually prove them. And I get the whole catcher ERA thing, and you can you can throw that at me all you want. That's going to get replaced by Tyler Stevenson or Luke Maley, whoever takes Kirk Casale's reps. You know why? Because the pitchers are the ones throwing to them. It is not some massive revelation of a 
eye-catching experience that Kurt Casale is giving us behind the plate. And I love Kurt Casale and what he has done for this team. But at this juncture, at this moment, July 4th, 2023, we're done with this. The three-catcher thing needs to end. But I think the interesting part about this, and you and I talked about this in prep, is that we're probably going to see it for the rest of the week. No, I think so. Here's what I would like to see happen, and and here's why. I'm not immune to the thoughts out there and the worries out there about disrupting the chemistry of the team. I'm 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 not turning a blind eye to that. So with that being said, I think the best way to go about this would be to go ahead and ride this failed three catcher plan out the rest of the way to the all-star break. And when we get to that final game before the break in Milwaukee, you have a talk with Kurt Casale and you let him know that this is going to be it. And when the team goes its separate ways, because that's what happens. Uh, Alexis Diaz is on his way to Seattle and everybody else is going home for a couple days. So while that's happening, you clear out Kurt's locker, you release him, you, you send him on his way, you give the team some time to process it without having to play a game that night or the next day. They have the whole all-star break to wrap their heads around it and come back for the next series against the Milwaukee Brewers, hopefully with another young stud talent added to the roster with Christian Encarnacion Strand joining the team for the first game post all-star break. And you, you get wonderfully more time for CES to have a game where he goes like over four with four strikeouts. And then there's going to be inevitably somebody say, well, is he ready? Maybe we need to give him more seasoning. No, he's ready. He was ready a month and a half ago. Bring him up. We're done with a three catcher plan, but it's probably going to be the all-star break. Whenever the three catcher plan finally, finally mercifully goes away. Tell you this though, Steve, um, coming up, you, you mentioned Alexis Diaz heading to Seattle. You've got a thought about that. Oh, I, I have I have a take. I'm going to be a little takey coming up here in just a minute. We're going to talk about the take and the pushback that I received from some Reds fans, and we're going to get into all of that right after this. The Reds are in the nation's capital for Independence Day to face the Nationals. It is an early game. I'm not going to watch it live, guys. But if you can't catch it at the ballpark, you can catch it at a decent hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Also want to take a second and thank all of you for following the podcast. You can follow us on all platforms, including YouTube. Also, make sure you join us on the Discord. The Discord is blowing up thanks to Elon and his craziness yeah. over on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, look in the description of whatever episode you're listening to, and there's a link right there to join the Discord server. Uh, we have several different sections to get into. It's a lot of fun. There's some off topic stuff. I see you gamers over there. I can't participate. Jeff and John Sadak may get in there at some point and, and talk. Jedi games. Survivor, baby. Let's go. That game is amazing. I can't do it. You can also uh, get some more Reds insight with a direct line to Jeff. Just text I'm in to 513-597-0944 and join subtext. All right. I want to talk all-star talk, Jeff, because I've been getting my brains kicked in over on Twitter for my take on why what Alexis Diaz should do. Here's the deal. Before it was announced that Alexis Diaz was going to be the all-star selection for the Reds, I said on Twitter, Alexis Diaz is going to be the all-star selection for the Reds. 
I think it's wonderful. And I think the Reds should do everything within their power to prevent him from pitching in the game. And man, did I get clubbed. I got called selfish. I was belittled for trying to take Alexis Diaz dream away from him of the dream that he had as a poor kid in, in the Latin America dreaming of the day that he got to go to Seattle and pitch in an exhibition game at the major league level, right? I mean, no, that's not the dream. That's never been the dream. The personal awards, the players love it. Yeah, they like it, whatever. But at the end of the day, they want to win a ring. I said he should not pitch because he needs to rest. He has been showing some chinks in his armor. He has been showing signs of being tired. He has been showing signs of sometimes single-handedly hoisting this bullpen on his back and getting (laughs) them through a game. That's what Alexis Diaz has been to this team. He needs to rest, and I don't care if it's just one inning because when you say that, when you say, well, you know, he's just going to pitch one inning in an exhibition game, well, he's still got to warm up. He's got to get loose correctly. He's got to throw a lot of pitches to do that. And if you think for one hot minute that Alexis Diaz is going to go out on that field and not give it every ounce that he has to strike out guys on a national stage, you're crazy. He needs to rest his arm. He needs to put the team first, and him not pitching in that game is putting the team first. It's looking to the second half and knowing that this Reds bullpen is going to need him to, at many times, hoist them on his back and heave him through some games just like he did in the first half. Here's how I know I'm right about this, Jeff, because Ellie De La Cruz was asked to also participate in the events in Seattle. He was asked to participate in the home run derby, something that many of the same people poo poo and me for not wanting Alexis Diaz to pitch in this game have been calling for. They've been clamoring for it. Alexis Diaz hasn't said whether or not he's going to pitch, but Ellie De La Cruz has said he's not going to go participate in the home run derby. And he had a lot of good reasons for not doing that. Yes, there was an amazing article in the Inquirer where they talked to Scott Boris, uh, the agent for Ellie De La Cruz. And Scott Boris had said, I'm not going to boo him. He gets his guy's money. I, I understand it. Um, but Scott Boris talked about how he helped him through the decision-making progress. And he's like, Here, here's the thing. Like, sure, you could go. You could win a lot of money, more money than he would make this year on uh, the rookie minimum. Uh, and, and you could get a lot of fame, a lot of notoriety, kind of do the Julio Rodriguez deal. But you're going to go from Milwaukee to Seattle in less than 24 hours, you're going to get ready. You're going to play in the home run derby and you're going to be sore as all get out because Scott Boris has said, I've had plenty of players go through the home run derby. And then the next couple of days, they're just sore because it's a different experience. It's a different kind of, you know, baseball. And so then probably by the time you're done being sore, by the way, season's back on in Cincinnati against Milwaukee. And to that end, Ellie De La Cruz said, I'm going to abstain from the home run derby this season because I want to focus on my development. I want to focus on my team and, and moving forward what's best for my team, which is why I totally agree with you that Alexis Diaz should not pitch in the all-star game. And that's not to say that the Reds are trying to suppress his all-star, you know, notoriety or, or, or the, the, the label that comes with it. I, I, I feel like there's an element of this that there's a lot of NFL fans talk about with the pro bowl. They want their guys to get announced that they're pro bowl players and have no interest of them playing in the actual game. Absolutely. 
as, as as much as the all-star game is fun it's also a bit of not not a <sighs> trying to think of the word here it, it, it's a bit of a test i guess is the word for a team like the reds and i'm kind of glad that they didn't have multiple all-stars although they had multiple players deserving of it because i want them to be healthy i want them to be rested and and, and in that vein just real quick jeff yeah there's a difference if it was matt mcclain and spencer steer or any of the hitters being asked to just go take an at bat get one at bat that's that's different i mean they got to stretch they got to get loose yes but it's different than an overtaxed already pitching arm that you're relying on to, to get you through the second half. It's just different. Now look, I'm, I want the reds to send him to Seattle. I want to see him get announced out there and, you know, you know, from the reds, tip the hat, you know, get the, get the cheers. And then I want him to sit down and get his GoPro out and not do anything else. The only thing I want his arm to do that entire game is hold the GoPro out there yeah. while people enjoy are yourself have fun have yeah. a good time but i i mean listen i i've i've heard the people come at me and say well you know it's only one game it's only one inning it's only one you know it's more than that it's an arm that has been abused in the first half and is that alexis diaz fault no but he knows the position he's in with this team he knows the role he holds for this team and he knows what it means for this team if he gets injured and if he's not sure what it means, he just needs to call his brother up and ask what it's like to get hurt in a meaningless exhibition game when yeah. your team is counting on you to be the guy. Yeah, that's and that's the other part to this. Like, let's think of the best case scenario. What's the best thing? Like Alexis Diaz striking out Shohei Otani, right? That would be amazing. That'd be so much fun to see. Would you rather have the moment of watching him do that on TV in an exhibition game or know that he just got five five days off four days off four days off and he's going to come back fresh and ready to go for the reds against milwaukee i would far rather have him fresh and ready to go for the stretch run because yes his last couple of appearances he blew a save he's given up runs in save opportunities thankfully his most recent outing he did not give up that run on monday night but also he had some help from luke maley who threw out a guy trying to steal second base so there's an element of games in the first part of the season he was striking out the side with ease he's not doing that anymore he's getting lots of he's pitching to a lots of contact lots of ground ball outs and things like that which are all well and good but it's not the same automatic Alexis Diaz and it's fatigue is the reason why. So if you can give him four days off, give him four days off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is not a, a 35 year old veteran relief pitcher. We're asking to, to carry the load like he's been carrying. This is a guy in his, this is his second year, Jeff, you know, last year yes. with the most professional innings in a season, he'd been asked to throw and he's on pace to blow that out of the water. And he's so, going to be an all-star again. I, I have no doubt of that. Again, absolutely. So for me, I, I think it should be played safe. I, I feel like ultimately, Jeff, I'll probably lose this one. I think he goes to Seattle and he's going to get in a game. And will I be cheering for him? The entertainment value okay. is just yeah. out, will I be, off the Will I be cheering for him 100%? Will I be rooting yeah. for him to be successful? You can count on this. If he gets in that game, I'm going to be cheering for him as hard as I possibly can to have an immaculate three-pitch inning. Three pitches, yes. three outs, get out of there. That's what I <laughs> want up, for up, Alexis up, Diaz. Up, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm down with that. But I, I agree. I, I really think that the rest is more valuable here. And when it comes to the fact, I just, I love, I love the Elliot De La Cruz angle of this, the fact that he was asked. And now it was interesting because at the end of that article, it said, now if he was invited to come to the All-Star game, he said, my answer might have been a little bit different for the All-Star game, not for the home it, run derby. I know I know, we're running low on time, Jeff, but let's unpack that for just a second because I don't know if you recall this or not, but when Todd Frazier won the home run derby, he, he was very open about the fact that the next day he could not lift his arms. Yeah. He could not lift his arms because... When he, he said on the broadcast that Ellie should... Yeah, yeah. He said on the broadcast... Um, I forget when this was, but whenever he was on the, the radio broadcast with Tommy Thrall, he was talking about that. And he was just like, I understand it, it makes a lot of sense. He's very entertaining, but he, I, I think if he were to ask me, I would tell him to turn it down because yeah, he's got a lot more. Go, yeah. Yeah. It's different to go taking at bat versus playing a home run derby. So I love the maturity of that dude's 21 years old and, and shows the maturity. So that is how we'll wrap this up. Yeah, before we get out of here, Jeff, don't forget that if you want to catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast, you can do so with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds. And that'll wrap up this edition of Locked On Reds. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every dayers, our next show will be on Thursday, and we're going to tell you why the Reds don't need to trade anybody at all. So make sure you join us. But until then, Steve, what can people expect from you and me? Well, they can expect me to continue being hot takey on Twitter until Elon shuts it off. They can expect you and I to be following all of the rumors, all of the waiver wires, all of the transactions, and bringing all that information back right here to keep everyone locked on Reds every single day. I didn't get invited to the Home Run Derby. Hmm.